river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 85. In any case, what was Kaelin actually doing? Uh, when last we left you, you were, um, you had fought off a Tiger Lord barbarian army. Yes, who regrettably um, ran away rather than um, staying and getting um, disintegrated. Pardon me, they did not run away, they routed. It's very yep. different. How is your route different from running away? I'm going to remember this the next time one of your armies routes. <laughs> My armies are running away too. They're sensibly withdrawing. I'm not saying it wasn't the tactically sound. Uh, See, so sensibly withdrawing. Okay, fine. Away. They sensibly withdrew. Are you happy now? Mm, I could be happier. Mm. Anyway, they irritatingly sensibly withdrew just because I had a massive defensive bonus and they should never have attacked me there in the first place. Yep. Um, which means that they are now, and then they not only did they sensibly withdraw, but they went and camped over by Fort Drelev, so I was too worried about being attacked on two fronts to engage them. Correct. At which point everybody went to standing down and things calmed down a bit, and I believe they then subsequently moved up to the vague vicinity of where they had been before. Correct, they're in one of those upper hexes in Drelev's kingdom. Yep. And just sitting, and it's been like a week at this point. So we're assuming that they're staying put. Yep. And that is about where we left it. Yes, so, um, this is the months of Sarath, mm-hmm. in which Caelan has, um, obtained the magic sword, killed Goody Niska, and, um, Amag the Twiceborn, took Orvin Bane into the boneyards with Corwin, Cor- killed Amag Twiceborn again, Corwin has died, um, John and um, Van and Svetlana fought Goody Niska again, and Svetlana was called as the paladin, and then we fought the Tiger Lord army. Yeah. So that's it for Saren. You don't want to go exploring and actually, you know, do some adventuring. No, and oddly enough, most of the month seems to be gone. You sit and have a kingdom turn. Well, I already had a kingdom turn for Saren. Yeah. So I'm thinking we'll have a kingdom turn of Aristus. Yep, yep. Well, it's only been like seven sessions since the last kingdom turn, so... Yep. No problem. Um, I finished the NPCs, levelings, and monies, if you care. Yes, tell me about what you've changed 
Um, I think you told me some of this already, but tell me on the po- for podcast purposes. Uh, Rin spent her feet on acrobatic to get more jump and tumble. Yeah. Because nothing else excited her. Yeah. Fundamentally. They're getting to that level where I start to run out of um, yeah, things yeah, that I it, require for them. Okay, let's just hit that point as well. Uh, and she spent money on a magic ritual to Aurori to make her fists keener. Nice. To give her an expanded crit range because fundamentally it made more sense on unarmed strikes for, for her than shocking or flaming or whatever. Yeah. Um, and she has purchased some um, contact lenses of the night so she can see in the dark now. Oh, she's got dark vision. She has dark vision now. Me. Uh, Tristan's making me, making me an extremely high dark vision par- party, although owing to the tragic loss of Corwin, not quite as high par- dark vision as we could have been. Because uh, that would have made, if if, it, if we still had Corwin, that would have made Tristan the only guy who doesn't have dark vision. <laughs> Tristan sat on his money because he doesn't have all that much. Uh, he took extra traits for his feet. Yep. Um, and took. Uh, Something cool. He embraced his Fey heritage and took Fey Grace for one of them to give him plus two initiative. And um, what, what were we talking about calling it? His other one? Uh, I, I was saying you could call it his own man, but I don't think that's um, what you actually. Keeping the Fey thing. Yeah. I've gone with unpossessed for the moment. He yeah. gets a plus one to all the save bonuses against Fey. Yeah. Uh, and Michaela spent her feet on precise hunter and. Um, uh, spent all her money on her plus five tower shield. Of course she did. Well, she hasn't been able to put her AC up for a level or two, only to some monetary... Yeah, uh, and now she has some money, so she put it all into her AC. Well, it was getting low. Yeah. It was only 32. Yeah, and I understand that... Ka- and uh, Kaelin has 28 now. Yeah, yeah, once you get within five of her, she starts getting nervous. Yeah. Although... Yeah, that's true, I am actually within five of her. Not anymore. Yeah. Now it's 34. Yeah. Hmm? It's like my ride... Every time I put my ride up, Tristan has to increase his ride. No, Tristan declined to be a dick and spend his feet on um, uh, animal affinity or whatever it is to give him bonus handle animal and ride. Uh, yeah. Just so for the sole, or possibly skill focused ride for the sole purpose of outstripping your ride. Yeah. But he declined to be a dick. Anyway, those fate powers are much, much cooler. So that's all of them. Yep. Uh, and then. Do you want to go... So the, the situation is the Tiger Lord army are up around the upper edges of Dreadlift's region, uh, just milling, essentially, deactivated. Yeah. Um, Dreadlift himself is just sitting on his backside. Yeah. Um, at least for week one. Yeah. And um, floor is yours. Yeah, so um, I think at this point, you know, after the month he's had... If neither of his opponents are choosing to actually make something of it, Kaelin's pretty content to deactivate his armies and have a bit of a chance to recover. I mean, his plan wasn't to fight the Tiger Lords. They just all got all excited about the sword thing. For some funny reason. Yeah. So it is successfully bought to you my chocolate chip cupcakes. Yep. Weenie muffins. So, in as the month of Eristus begins, it is Kaelin's birthday. Yep. So, um, I'll begin by um, increasing Kaelin's age. Mm-hmm. 
and he is now 35. Only four more years to go until he's Caelan twice born. Not because I destroyed the sword. Mm. For the moment. No, I worked out what that destroying that sword has gone for good. Indeed. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. All good. You have a royal birthday followed by an actual birthday. Yeah. But given it's Kellen's party, even the royal one tends to be one of those. Um, Stagthorn's definitely gone down the road of having um, fairly village fair style festivals. Uh, and, you know, there's quite a few things that revolve around beer drinking on Kellen's birthday for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, roasting a pig and then you eat the pig and stuff like that. Okay, so do you want to go into the Kingdom Turn of Aristus 4720? I do want to go into the Kingdom Turn of Aristus 4720. In that case, roll your stability. Respect Master Better. Okay, so let's take a moment and now that I've given him his birthday, put Kaelin's stuff over there so I have space to just dig out kingly stuff. Ooh. And I crit fumble with stability. Mm-hmm. Um, does that actually mean I fail or is it just. Um, no, you fail automatically. Yeah. Um, and then you possibly fail by five or more. Or right, yeah, and then I look at whether I. Yes, I do indeed fail by five or more. Mm-hmm. So I pick up a bunch of unrest. Your people are um, probably pretty concerned sad, about yeah. the Tiger Lord thing. Oh, hang on, actually, um, we had Aristotle's blessing, which gave me a plus four to stability last turn. Yeah. Um, so let me check if I still fail by five or more. Uh, yeah, so you still fail anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I fail by less than five. Aristotle's blessing. You know, people. Reassured that Aristotle still thinks we're on the right track. I'm mm-hmm. still upset about the Tiger Lord getting away, but um, that mitigates it some. Okay, and I pick up a single point of unrest. Yep. Pay consumption. Yep. Oh, that's on the hofty side. Yep. Prepare to be filled to the gullet with exciting magical items. Yep, um, rod. um, yeah, I've got, um, two, um, two slots available. I advise you to, um, reduce your excitement levels. Okay, consider them reduced. A scroll of mass and large person and a scroll of fire trap. If we were a completely different party, mass and large person might be interesting. I scorn fire trap. But you'll just love what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming no one's interested in fi- either fire trap or mass and that. No, I didn't think so. Okay, magic items done. Oh, um, I get to clear one of them. Hold on a sec. Uh, I think we'll get rid of that cloak for the bat that's been hanging around, not doing anything for some time. You may use Huxley, if you please, to reduce your unrest. No, I'm good. Uh, assign leadership, plan abandoned hexes. Built terrain improvements. 
army units, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Okay, I'm ready. So, um, I have um, claimed two hexes in Vanhold, mm -hmm. um, which would be um, B7 and B8, which are the remaining two hexes of the... Um, like so silver step. Yep. Um, I had an intimation from you. I got a bonus. Yes, yes. Pause for loading. I am paused. Uh, like silver step is a landmark site. So you get the landmark bonus for that. Cool. Is that an economy bonus? I'm pretty sure, but if you just give me a moment, I'll... Um, sure thing. Uh, they're sites of great pride, mystery, and wonder. They serve to bolster a king kingdom's morale as a loyalty bonus. Nice. And then, um... I, um... Uh, so in the um, in the more grasslandy one B seven I build a farm, mm -hmm. and in the more lakey one I build a fishery. Mm -hmm. um, I then also built a road in um, the green belt um, in B three, mm -hmm. moving my um, a road inoxorably ever closer towards Fort Drelith, um, as I now have one that leads all the way from Elk's Rest almost to the border. Mm -hmm. um, that gives me 24 road hexes total, so I am assuming I get a plus one economy bonus, mm -hmm. um, which it looks like we've been putting in buildings, so I'll put it there. There is um, also nothing stopping you claiming hexes in Drelev's land, but for the fact that obviously he would declare war as a consequence. Which he but, already yeah. has, yeah. But no, but um, I'm not running short of hexes in the Green Belt or... Um, I'm actually getting to a point where I've got a decent amount of the green belt claimed. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just um, ensuring you know it's an option available to you. It's yep. not an artificial boundary. Yep. And then um, I built a house in Lakeview, reducing my unrest by one. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and a free house because they always seem to get eaten up in Lakeview pretty quick smart. Yep. And I um, have bought masterwork armor for the stag runners for a whopping 12 BP. Yep. And reminded myself once again why I haven't bought um, healing potions for anyone. Mm -hmm. 40 build points for a huge army. Yep. Like building a cathedral. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just building a cathedral is a lot more expensive, but still. Yeah, the thing the thing to keep in mind is it's an abstraction of the fact that the army keeps them forever. Like they don't use their healing potions and then run out. Yeah. And when their masterwork armor gets broken and things, you know, they get new ones, which yep. is covered in your initial build point investment. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to try and track it by. No, no. So it's sort of like establishing a trust fund. Very much so. Yeah. Alrighty. And um, that's everything I did. That's a pretty... My kingdom's treasury was somewhat depleted after all the army marshalling. <laughs> oh. Who knew? And then... Taxes. Taxes. But taxes, the finger thing means taxes. Which is not good enough. We fail to collect taxes. The um, one point of unrest means we're... Um, 
sure it's going to hurt Liam to deal with that crap. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, because I'm aggressively growing the kingdom, I'm failing a lot more of my um, checks. But my kingdom size is now 73. Mm-hmm. All good. Yep. And then... It ends. Yes. So, you have a plot event. Mm-hmm. Because, um... You know, I know we haven't been doing much plot lately. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been pretty fun on the old plot. Okay, so... But, you know, I am expecting fallout from the whole Gorum business. So, Drelev sits, um, sits more or less quietly. Uh, Gregory publishes a whole bunch of proclamations about what a heroic job the valiant defenders of Fort Drelev have done driving off the evil army of Tiger Lord barbarians who came down and attempted to make a... a Sally against the city again. Yeah. And were repelled by the heroic defenders, and it has enough plausibility and truth to it because people saw the army and then the army went away, and presumably there was some fighting that they didn't see. Yeah. You know, and he's pointing to all these Tiger Lord corpses to say, yay, look what a great job I did. Yeah. Um, Kaylin doesn't enter the story at all. Yeah. Beyond, you know, we must be ever vigilant against our cruel half orc neighbour and stag the one. Yeah. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, and the second one is that um, Svetlana will want to come and see you um, for your birthday as well, but um, on actual business. Yes, so um, I am very happy to see her. So she will come to have a private word with you somewhere. Yeah. One of your private chambers. Yeah. Um, or possibly actually, you know, to go for a walk with you around the gigantic courtyard and gardens and that sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds nice, because we do actually have a kind of um, wild bit. Given that it's Elsfrest, I kind of see what we have as a um, kind of wild, a, 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 a tame garden which edges off into a wild garden which heads out into a bit of forest. Yeah, it makes which, sense. Which is um, Bryn's, Bryn's area, because she has her own rooms which join onto my rooms. Her rooms have kind of a direct route. She can just climb down the side of the castle and head straight into the woods. Or, you know, walk through the rooms. That's that's the sissy method. Well, you know, with her it doesn't make much difference which way she's going, I'm thinking. So, as I say, um, Svetlana will come to see you. And, you know, runs through pleasantries and all that sort of thing. Um, and then she says, Caelan, I have been thinking a lot about what happened to Van Nye with Malgrosa, with, with Zata, with Gudineska. You are, you understand, you understand as much of it as I do. She continues to, continued to exhibit strange powers fueled by her own hate right up until the end. But, well, she did not change in these past few years. I certainly have. I. What happened to me in that room, I will carry with me forever. Because in that one moment, I chose to put my family, my son... Uh, sorry, my fam... I, I chose to put my family, our son... She 
Actually, she'll she'll lead in with my family, my son, Paws, our son, and our kingdom ahead of myself. Dead Eye was was with me that day. I felt his hand behind me, standing over me, pulling back the bowstring. You have given me a great many opportunities that ten years ago I could have never seen coming. In my wildest hopes and dreams I could have never imagined. I had dreams of a knight, a man in heavy armour, with a ride in on a horse, heroically great swords and shields strapped across his back to solve all my problems, carry me away and lead me to a better life. I had no idea that what I actually wanted was somebody who would teach me to lead myself to a better life. I am much happier with the way it has come out. But still I find I do not wish to be greedy or demanding, but I believe that I can be doing more for the kingdom now, more than I am doing in my post as diplomat. If it is not too much to ask, I would like to come with you at some point when you go out on your adventures, exploring, mapping the wilderness, fighting off threats to the kingdom. I think I will try to keep up with you, but... I think this is the place that Ira still has in mind for me. I have seen, working with you, that, well, there are a great many bits of the business of the kingdom that can be resolved with words, treaties, and paper. There is such a thing as evil out there, and it must be fought. And sometimes the only way to do that is called steel, or a good longbow. If you truly mean that, lass, I'd be very happy to take you along. The, um... The time's never been right, what with one thing and another, but, um... I've, um... seen what you could do when we fought that troll together, and, um... I'd be very glad to have you by my side. And it's not all, um... It's not all fighting out there. There's, um... friends to be made and the like. It's not a bad place to have um, someone a bit more bit diplomatic than me along. I have, I have more control of my power now, more control of the the magic. I can weave it in certain ways. I understand it now in a way I never did before. I can feel his hand over me, guiding me. Is this what it feels like for you? I think so. I'm not certain. It is like a sense to me of... I have no experience with this. I have been an orphan for as long as I can remember, but it is, I I guess, what it is like to feel like you have a father teaching you, guiding you. I... I... think of him... It's not, um... Fathers and something I have a lot of experience with myself. Um, but I do feel he's been a. F- I've had a chance to know my own father in, as a man that I didn't as a boy, and that's been a great gift to me. But I feel like 
did I as being a father to me as well. I think, but I think his gifts are meant to help us stand on our own two feet. And I don't think what he gives to one person is exactly the same as what he gives to another. But I'm so, I'm so proud of you. And I'd be very happy to have you as a companion. It is not something I have any experience with, of any real ilk. I have faced the troll, I have faced Zata, but I have never been what you would, what I suppose you would call an adventurer of sorts. Well, you've got to remember, um, none of us were when we started out. Michaela had um, spent all her time in, in cities and the like since she came to Provoy, and um, <laughs> Tristram um, was maybe a bit less than fully experienced in wandering the wilds. Bryn, of course, had never done anything else, and uh, Corwin had had enough experience doing anything that he wasn't daunted by much, although he did get a bit grouchy when I got eaten by that plant monster. He said afterwards I could have stabbed it a bit better before it ate him rather than the after. Uh, but um, anyways, I've no doubt that um, I can watch out for you a bit when it comes to the um, surviving in the wild. I've had a good bit of practice at that. I'm certainly not in Brinsley, but I've had a good bit of practice that now. And I've no doubt that you'll do fine when it comes to the fighting. I have... I have always been a quick study. I picked up I picked up what I needed to pick up for the kingdom as it grew with me. And I am hoping, if there's not placed too much of a demand upon your time, that you will teach me more with more with these. And she gestures to she is now walking around armed in a way that she wasn't before. But she's been doing this ever since that thing with Niska. Yeah. Like, an enemy having literally popped up in her bedroom has made her a tad more cautious about this. Yeah. Um, and she says, I feel strangely at home with Van's bow. But uh, he suggested that I would be best to work with melee weapons as well. Um, he gave me this, and sh- she pulls out a very finely bejeweled rapier. She says, I have the basic understanding that the uh, pointy end goes in the other person, but if you have the time, I would like to, if, if it does not eat up too much of your time, I would like to spend some time training with you. I'd be most happy to. It's um, good to do something I've um, the knowing of, uh, 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 of for more than the last few years now and then. I have seen what a weapons master you made of Tristan. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, um, I learned as much from him as, um, he did from, um, me. I'd, um, hadn't spent, a l- and from Vaughn as well, I hadn't spent, a- I hadn't spent as much time with the, um, lightly armoured types. Um, the, um, mercs tended to go for the best armour they could buy. Uh, and, uh, there weren't, there weren't many of them that followed that style. Although Kira was quite good with the light blade, but I've learned a lot more. I've learned a lot more from Van and Tristram. I can give you the basics. Van suggested that a light blade might suit me better, but uh, not everything he said could be solved with a great sword. Aye, well, you know. Sometimes it is better to dance. Aye, if you're um, if you're fast and quick, it's a um, it's a very good way to um, 
dodging an opponent, and I'm thinking it's not like you can be strapping on the armor, even if you could uh, uh, carry the weight of it and stand it interferes, interferes with the spells alike. So, so, so Tristan tells me. I figure that we will experiment to see what works. Aye. You will need to learn what I can do if you want to rely on me. Already rely on you less. I'd be very glad to have you. All right, let's um, let's start out um, working out in the courtyards. And um, I was planning to go exploring this month. I'd be very happy for you to come along if you. Certainly, if, if you think I am up to it. She looks kind of. You you know her well enough to read the face of delighted and daunted simultaneously. Ah. Well, it's um, just exploring out in the wilderness as we'll um, uh, as a uh, um, lass as as has set her heart on her own pony, and thinking um and um she's willing to pay for well for it. I'm thinking if we can track the beastie down, it might be quiet. Although you can never can tell with wildernesses, thing. Uh, yes, I am. Um... <laughs> But um, don't be getting your hopes up for anything too exciting. I remember the first time um, Tristan and I went south and he was expecting that it was going to be all bejeweled elven and ruins and he was very disappointed that what we had was grassland and grassland and grassland and then we nearly got eaten by spiders and then it was more grassland. So uh, where do you stay when you do not come back for a day? There are no inns along the way that I am aware of. <laughs> no, we, we have tents and bedrolls and the like. Oh, yes, I, I suppose that, that that would make sense. I, I have never slept out of doors before. <laughs> uh, oh, you'll get used to it, lass. It's, it won't be a problem. And if you're... Um, I can um, cook if it's plain uh, and fair, but um, you might find um, it would be better suited um, cooking than and counting on me to. Well, we can take turns and the like. And yes, I am familiar with Genevieve's... Uh, uh, needs for a pony. I am personally of the opinion she would probably benefit a little more from the good hard spanking, but I can see why neither you nor I are in a position to implement it. Nay, nay, I um, don't wish to um, anger the man, and um, you know, I was to say spending a bit more time outdoors riding wouldn't be good for her. Knock a bit of that uh, nonsense out of her. Uh. It's not what I want for my boys, but I don't figure um, we need to worry about them growing up that way. The one thing that you should think about is that spending more time with me, training me, heading out into the wilderness with me will no doubt provoke more wagging tongues. At this point, Lass, I think we should just let them say what they will. I have long come to the opinion that the tongues will wag as they please. I can either I cannot choose to change I cannot change what people will say. I can only choose how I will react to it. I and I will not let them decide what I will do with my friends. Nay. Bryn's um Bryn's a good lass and um won't be worried by it and her, she's her the opinion is important to me. She's the only one she's the only one I that I see as matters the um at this point um it's not been an easy road, but at this point, folks are going to say this kind of thing about us, um, even if we avoid each other from uh, here till the day we die, so we might as well do as we please. She smirks slightly. I suppose that we have already had a child together. 
And you didn't even get to do the fun bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we're pretty much burned. Besides, um, what um, what a certain Gregory Smartmouth's opinions may be less relevant once we've prized him out of his little bunker. He's, um, I'm not really planning to kill him. Although it still does have a certain appeal. But, uh... But we can give, I, it, we think- can give in to our temptations so we can be better than them. Aye. But, um, I'm thinking I might express as a, um, man who understands the mercenary trade that, um, there's a limit to how many times you can take a contract against the same man before it gets kind of personal. And he might want to be rethinking taking contract against me again. <laughs> now, in all fairness, he almost certainly hasn't taken a contract deliberately against you. He's taken a contract to work for Hannah's Drayliv, which just involves working against you. Yes, and before that he took a contract with Pytex, which also involved working directly against you. No, 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 that one he was specifically sent against you. Yeah. Whereas Drelev, he just happens to be against you. Yeah, I'm not seeing the Gregory remark. Gregory would like to explain the fine difference at great length when you run into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing the fine difference. Okay, and then do we need a montage? Yes, training montage. Training Yes. Okay, so... Kaelin is, um... You know, because the thing is, Kaelin puts quite a bit of time into working out as kind of one of the things he does for recreation, as yeah. well as to... So he actually has plenty of time to devote to this. Yeah, I imagine given that you have a bunch of knights and that sort of thing around your castle, you have endless sparring partners, or whatever style and type you desire. Yes. Among and other things, Varn's pretty much always up for it. Tristan always thinks it's a waste of time. Yes, but I do periodically drag Tristan out to make it... I would imagine he does his own bow training at this point, and, you know, at least once every four or five days I would train him, drag him out and make him train. And um, I would imagine Bryn does her own sort of monkey-style workouts. Yeah. Uh, Bryn goes out hunting, generally speaking. Yeah. But Hunts yes. down there with her bare hands kind of thing. Kaelin um, likes to spar with anyone who'll, fight, anyone who'll fight him with the um, practice weapons. And um, not being a follower of Rory, but doesn't tend to hold back very much, except in the sense of not actually... Um, yeah. Delivering particularly hideous blows, but you know, his general basis is that people should learn how to fight someone who's tougher than they are because they'll have to sooner or later. Yeah, I imagine versus your generic brand guards, you actually button your weapons. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I imagine we use wooden practice weapons most of the time, but yeah. but yes, Kellen gets to train Svetlana. It's mm-hmm. super exciting. Now I figure, um, Kellen can. Help her out with the longbow if she wants, but she might be better with Varn or Tristram, who have a bit more of a feel for bows. Yes. But Kellen will be very happy to train her with the rapier. And so then you get the little character select screen that now has Svetlana as the fifth person on it. Yes, who draws out her bow and sort of twirls it and knocks the arrow and that sort of thing. And then the arrow catches fire as she shoots it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Alright, so we see a training montage wherein, you know, Kaylin stands behind her, puts his arms around her, and does the classic hero, um... Yes, and I will break out my relationship tracker sheet. Yep. And, um, put Svetlana on the new sheet. Yep. And she still goes by Svetlana Leviton, doesn't she? She does indeed go by Svetlana Leviton, very deliberately. Yes. Okay, so what am I, um, starting out with... So... You are starting out with her, the average of your other four relationships, including Corwin. Okay. 
because the conception being you have a relationship with a number of NPCs in the kingdom, we just don't track most of them, but now that she has become a PC and a party member, it's relevant. Okay, um, that will give her a 23 relationship. Yep. And she has the same number of spare slots that you have, again, on average. So wait, yes, that makes sense, because I don't want, um, it wouldn't make sense to have 18 million slots. Because effectively I've been filling, as with the relationship thing, I've been filling these in by having interactions with her. That's three slots there. Okay. And then, um, was the conception that I get a 20th level ability with her? Yep, so I'll I'll go through this with you when you're ready. Yep. Okay, so the conception is you already have an existing relationship with Svetlana. You've spent time building it up. Now that she's a PC, we'll actually track it relevantly. Yep. So I'll give you her relationship stuff first, and then I'll give you the montage of character. I'm happy to have the montage of character. Whichever way you prefer, I'm happy to have the character montage first. Okay, so you spend a lot of this month working very closely with her, like literally training for hours every day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you don't so much learn this information about her as it's stuff you already know that I'm sort of just reminding the player of here. Yeah. Um, her background is that she's from Arisen. Uh, she has no known family. The entirety of her memory is growing up in an orphanage, in what's basically a Russian orphanage, which was a shithole. Yeah. Um, and with no money at all and no option, she entered a male or bride scheme, came to Oleg at the age of about 18 or so. She's now 32. Yeah. Um, and um, you you know all the rest of it from there. So basically, she's, she's an orphan with no parents. She doesn't know who her family is. She assumes there's sorceress power somewhere in her bloodline, but has no idea where it comes from or what it um, entails. That makes sense. She's guessing there's an affinity for fire in there based on what... What she can do. What her spells have manifested as. Uh, yep. You know that she is lawful good. Yes, because she's a paladin. <laughs> yep. Um, the set of likes and dislikes that she has. Yes. Um... She likes getting respect for competency. Yep. Which goes hand in hand with her dislike of she doesn't like being seen as just a pretty face. And a lot of the people that have come through the training post with Oleg, particularly the more asshole ones like Horatio Sotova, have just kind of gone, you know, she's pretty... I mean, he, he was definitely, she's pretty and therefore there for the swiffing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, um, even- but, but a number of better meaning ones have just gone ah she's his hot wife yeah like, what does she bring to the table I guess she can cook and clean and stuff and um you know people seeing Svetlana that way hasn't exactly been uncommon in later times no. I mean um when Akaros um looks at her that's definitely yeah, what yeah. he's seeing and I mean the rumour the, the rumour it must be said has died down the more she's done the job but it definitely started as Kaylin made her a member of the council cause she's pretty yeah and he wanted in her pants. Yeah. That or, one hasn't really or died Or was now. already getting in her pants and was rewarding her for it. Yeah. Uh, you have two aspects of hers. Yep. Uh, the first of which is... I, the first one of which is... I don't know how to love them. Ooh. Which you know that she has had relationship problems in the past with Oleg. You know she's had relationship problems with you. Yeah. Um, she has had difficulty expressing herself and what she wants in them and that sort of thing. Um, she has this uh, your self image, your image of her, and um, her self image disagree. 
Yeah. You know, she's definitely of the opinion that she's not really good enough to be, you know, with Kaylin, and that would be, you know, a big catch for her. And Kaylin was strongly of the opinion of, what the fuck are you crazy, lady? Yeah, yeah, she's um, too clearly too good for him. Although many people are. Yep, got that. And the second one she has is, nothing will come of hate. Oh, nice. She has seen what it has done to Dis- Niska. She has mm. deliberately chosen. You saw that in the yes in, in her session that she's chosen to let it go. Mm. Has she? Um, is that a new aspect? Yes. Yeah. Cool. It's an awesome one. Uh, so, as we said, you are keeping Corwin's ten point relationship bonus. You don't yep. get a ten point relationship bonus with her. Yep. Uh, you will get a twenty, but you don't get it now. You'll get it at the cut as the cut scene the next time you get a relationship point with her. Period. Cool. That's excellent. I am um, just so you're not having to do it all in one whack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, and in the relationship points you already have with her, you have already claimed one of her book four ones, which is Vanquish Goody Niska. Ah, yes. So, um, does that mean I get an addition? No, no, no it is already included in the number you have. Right, sweet ass. But I'm just letting you know what it is because it's character defining for her. Yes, absolutely. Note that it's it's Vanquish as opposed to Slay. Yes. Yes, I get that even to the end she would have preferred there had been another way. I wish but... I could have saved you, Zatha. I wish that more than anything. Alright, and that's her character. The the only thing you will pick up from this month of montage that you didn't already necessarily have is that she has put some con- some considerable thought into um, who her parents are, where her sorceress blood has come from. She says, it has not escaped me that we're not a lot for happy parentage. <laughs> Between Bryn, Tristan... I assume Michaela has parents somewhere, but owing to the fact she has never spoken of them, I assume it is not a happy story. You would be correct. Ah, she has spoken to someone, then. That much at least is good. I, I will not pry, but it is good to know. Uh, and then Bryn, of course, you know, is, is also an orphan, possibly in worse conditions than I. I uh, it's um it depends on how you look at it. I think um you and I um had um perhaps rougher times with neglect. You the wolves I think were in some ways kinder. But on the other hand, we had a bit at least a bit more of what passes for civilization. It's still not easy for her. The gap between how she was raised and what the world she lives in now expects of her is not an easy thing. But nay, it's um when we've not got um much of a lookout when it comes to um happy families. Still there's no saying we can't give the kids better than we received. That is all our hope. To make a community in Stagbone where we can raise our children to a brighter tomorrow. Aye. Alright, and then you start training her. Yes. Um so she is a paladin slash sorcerer slash eldritch knight. Um, obviously, she is proficient with all martial weapons as a character thing, but this is literally what you're training her up with: is her proficiency with all martial weapons. Yeah. She seems to have an almost uncanny affinity for the bow, despite the fact she says she's used one, you know, three or four times prior to the fight with with Zata. Mm. Um, 
and the rest of them she's down to pointy end goes and the other guy. Yeah. However, it must be said, well, she doesn't have any particular skill to start with. She works like a demon at it. And she get, picks up skills really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. As if some element of her um, her divine grace, her call to be a warrior, is helping her pick up these skills much faster than which you might is, expect. Which is pretty awesome. Uh, so you you actually sling her around on great swords and great axes and that sort of thing, you know, to, to try it and see how it works. And very quickly decide that there's not a lot of merit in it. She can swing a great axe, but she's not terribly comfortable with it. She, as as you train her up, she becomes stronger and quicker and picks up better attributes, again, at a very quick, extraordinarily quick rate. Uh, but her strength is never going to be anything terribly impressive. Mm-hmm. So Vaughn had the right idea all along, and you stick with sort of lighter blades and try her on, you know, a long sword, a short sword, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, she... Sees an Eldori longsword as being ne- a little needlessly complicated. Kaelin endorses this as a um, theory. This is an interesting blade, but it could take half a lifetime to master. I am really just looking for something I can stab someone who is too close to me with. Uh, the rapier, I think. Aye. I mean, um, it's always going to be your, a third choice given you can um, shoot folks and um, set them on fire. And at that point, uh, there's some question... In- it's important to be good with it, but there's some question of how much time you want to put into that as opposed to training more with the bow. So, she is not strong. Uh, she is very, very lithe, though, and very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, she's always been, you know, light, light-bodied and quick. But when you start training her into it, she becomes much faster and much quicker when her muscles build up. You know, it goes into her legs and into dexterity and that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, so she is a high dexterity character. Yep. Um, she has a bunch of gear or, and picks up a bunch of gear, some of which is out of stuff that people have given her already for a job as um, Grand Diplomat, some of which she buys out of her savings. Yep. Because she's a shop wife first and foremost she saves nearly, she saved nearly every penny that she's got as it turns out yeah particularly because she's not never paid room and board and you were in Stagthorn yeah mm-hmm. um so has and tw- she's been drawing a counsellor's salary for quite some time now yes so with her gloves of dex plus four she has 22 dexterity <laughs> um oh that's that's pretty impressive well, she's not strong, she has actually worked very hard for all her life and has done sort of a bit of a life of toil and thus has decent constitution. Yeah. If not by, um, you know, hofty half-orc standards. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you know that she is stunningly charismatic mm-hmm. and has this fine cloak of charisma because people thought that would be good for the Grand Diplomat for some reason. Yeah. Which is very nice to have. Um... She has paladin levels, so she has charisma to saves, and thus has awesome saves at everything. Yeah, nice. Um, her rapier is very much the third weapon of choice. She is proficient with it and has an okay base attack, but um, yeah, there's nothing else going on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although she must be at least moderately good with it, with an okay base attack and quite a lot of dexterity. She doesn't have weapon finesse. Ah, okay. Then never mind. Man, that might be an investment for a later level. Although I can see that for a third yeah. weapon, it may not be worth it. But her feet's got pre- have been pressed into service elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that said, um, 
she is pretty damned accurate with her holy the holy longbow, the thornbow, I have dubbed it. That's a good name. Because that's what Van called it, and she yeah. just kept that. Um, it's not actually composited because she has no strength. Yeah. Um, but she does, however, know the spells Greater Magic Weapon and Flame Arrow. Ah, very nice. Both of which she can use to pump up her damage. Mm-hmm. And is pretty damned accurate at hitting at 16 attack bonus with it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty hard to argue with. Yeah, that's um, that's four points over Caleb. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have a 12 with the longbow. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, with the with the longbow. Yeah, that's your crap one. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, she's better than me with a longbow, which is what you would want. Uh, skills wise, she has bluff diplomacy, intimidate, as you would expect for the social character. Yep. Um, and gather information. Cool. Uh, and is actually extraordinarily much better than you would expect with animals. Has several ranks in handle animal. Oh, nice. Um, and she says, "Yes." It, Oleg never really had the temperament to get on with the horses, and of course everyone who came to the trading post came in by horse. Very few people took, very very few people walked by foot except those coming in out of the woods. So it sort of fell to me. I spent a lot of time with the horses. I liked to take them out and ride them on occasion when I didn't when I when everyone was well asleep. It was something I enjoyed and I always felt that the they were listening to me with more intelligence. Well, more intelligence than I could say for several of their writers. <laughs> so she has high handle animal. Awesome. Um, absolutely no physical skills of any kind. She can't jump, climb, or swim. Yep, that's fine. At yeah. all. Uh, she has five five ranks in profession shop wife. Yep. Which I'm sure will cover a bunch of fascinating things. I'm sure it will actually come up. Uh she has some ranks in Arcana, one in Religion, <laughs> and several in Knowledge Nobility. Nice. Because that's from the diplomating. Yeah. Uh, the one you wouldn't expect is that you find when she relaxes, you know, after like hour five of the sword training, uh, she, she's actually got a reasonably sharp wit on her and has a rank has ranks in Perform Comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not something I have used. I've had any great opportunity to use. Oleg did not like to laugh. Mm. Uh, when you put her on a horse to see how she rides, she has no particular skill or talent for it. But she's got a graceful enough seat that she won't have any problems. She won't be able to do anything advanced, but um, she can ride a trained war horse without blinking, just sure. off, just off decks and synergies alone. Uh, has ranks and sense motive from Goody Niska. Um, has ranks in spellcraft from Tristan teaching her, mm-hmm. um, and uh, has several ranks in speak language. She speaks a variety of different languages, including orc. Oh, nice! This is a, it is something I took when I was I learned when I was a girl at the orphanage. I, dreamed of getting, well, anywhere that wasn't arisen. And language books were one of the few things we had. They were considered dry enough that uh, they were passed on to the orphanage when they were nearing the end of their useful life. I speak several of the local dialects, as well as all all those of our kingdom, Draconic, Sylvan, Elvish, Orkish, and a few other tongues. 
that, that, that. Um, she says that Enestil's grace allows her to provide some healing if we get injured from lay on handsing. Nice. Uh, she has a feat to combine her sorcerer levels with her paladin levels for the purposes of her determining her smite evil and her lay on hands. Very useful. So, I can see why she um, where where some of her feats have gone. And thus has sixty points of lay on hands a, a day. So healing. Yay. Um, blah blah blah. Um, and. Yeah, then has feet, has feats in that, has a feat in practice spellcaster to keep her caster level equal to her character level so that she doesn't um, have to do complex math. Yeah. And try and work out what she's losing and gaining off her respective Eldritch Knight level and Paladin levels and things. Yes, I can see the advantage there. And she's got enough of them that Magical Knack doesn't cover it as a trait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, point blank shot, precise shot, rapid shot. Which Very of course nice. eats a bunch of feats. Improved, yes, yes, improved initiative. Of course, it's obvious why she doesn't have any feats. She's an archer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And she would, never she would desperately love to have the um, last one of improved precise shot where you ignore cover. Yeah. But she doesn't have the 11 points of base attack bonus required for it. Yeah. And presumably it'll be some time before... Is um is um Eldritch Knight a full base attack bonus? Yes, by the time she gets to her next feat at sixteenth level, yeah, or fifteenth level, I think she'll she'll pick it up, she'll have it. Yeah, but she may or may not take quickened spell then. Yeah, enough spell levels to actually benefit. From. And of course, the meta magic ones are much more useful when you're a sorcerer. Yep. Uh, is there anything else we want to know? Her spells and things. Uh yes, that spells sounds. Spells and gear and that sort of stuff. Yes, that sounds nice. Uh, so, she, her fourth level spells that she knows are, um, Aristotle's vines, where great spectral trees grow out of the earth and then wrap people in vines and roots and that sort of thing, which is flat tentacles. Yeah. Uh, fire shield, where she wraps herself in a shield of fire or cold. Uh, third level one's fireball, obviously. Flame arrow, greater magic weapon. Second level's resist energy. False life, web, and detect thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because that's one of those abilities that just seems to have manifested in her. Yeah. Uh, first level mage armor, protection from evil, very important. Yeah. Uh, rave enfeeblement, uh, feather fall, and jump. Nice. Well, the jump will certainly solve one out of her, out of her three. Um, yeah, yeah, which means when she casts that, her jump check goes up to 30. Yeah. So. Well, Kaelin's in favor of that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Featherfall means she can um, solve the going down things, if not the climbing up them. Yes. Then, um, gear, she has her holy longbow, she has a mithril buckler on, um, gloves of dexterity, cloak of resistance, uh, ring of deflection, uh, sorry, cloak of charisma, ring of deflection, circle of persuasion, lesser metamagic rod of extend, and lesser metamagic rod of maximize. Very nice. So, um, the buckler, does she have to take that off when she wants to spellcast, or is that no, not... No, because it's, it's mithril. Ah, so it doesn't have an... Right, it's mithril. It, it's spellcasting penalty drops to 0%. Right, yeah. Sweet. And because she's proficient with shields and all the rest of it, yeah. and she doesn't use that hand for anything, it's yeah. a problem to her. Sweet. So it's giving her um, EA bonus AC, so her AC is not um, horrifically, eye-meltingly bad. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I wasn't expecting a spellcast, uh, arcane spellcast for AC to be really shiny. It's only two points under yours. Her AC is 26. With mage armor on. Which, oh, right, yes, Which course. there's no reason she can't have on okay, all but the I'm, time, because yeah, yeah. it lasts 12 hours Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and that's before is, she extends it. That's all, so all you have to do is cross off one of her first level spells. Yeah, I've, I've literally just written it in on the assumption that she's... Always done Unless that. she's waking up in the middle of the night, she's pretty much always going to have mage yeah. armor on. But I am heartened to hear that her AC is 22 with a plus 4 mage armor bonus as opposed to 24. Yes. Yeah. Six decks, baby. Does the oh and of course in the buckler's a shield bonus so yes. it stacks with the mage armor very yes. nice. Science. Yes. Okay. And that's what you discover as you need a montage. Cool. So yes, we um spend the first um probably um we'll call it um the first seven days are of course kingdom turn and we'll take another couple of um days in training. Yeah. Um, but um, you know. At that point, Kellen sees no more reason that we can't continue this on the road. Again, he um, spends some of each day working out. Yep. Fair enough. And, um, you know, I was already planning to go adventuring this month, and while I could take somebody else out, I could also take my new shiny party member out. Um, So, I have neglected to build a monument in um, Lakeview, but I have decided that I am just doing that next month. Um, but I have picked the spot that I want for the monument. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, that's right, she did blow some of her cash on other things. Uh, handy have a sack and a rope of climbing. Which is a magic rope that Indian rope tricks up and ties itself around things. Ah, uh, nice. Which makes it lowers her climb DC down to the five of climbing a rope. Yeah. Okay, so she will literally come to you and say, you know, what, what is it that I need? And has no experience whatsoever she hasn't like she's not an idiot so she knows she needs stuff but rather than trying to work it out herself she's yeah. going to see you and you take her through like you need a tent and a water skin and spare changes of clothes and this and that and the other thing yeah. all this stuff is at least three days right away from you yeah. you know she listens attentively and nods and, and does what you tell her but it's all new to her yeah some more of the um, area. Um, and you pick Svetlana as your PC? I pick and you Svet- get Svetlana unlocked achievement? Yep, I pick Svetlana as my PC. So um, I want to um, go explore in the sort of um, probably hills in the um, northwest. Yep. Um, I want to bypass the Tiger Lord army. Which you can do trivially. Yep. Again... It's a thousand men stomping around in the wilderness. You're not going to run into them by accident. Yeah. Um, so which hex are they now in for, for informational purposes? You don't know. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. Alright, well, we will just um, head sort of through um, the um, th- row three. Yep. And um, head on out into um, the unexplored B3. Okay. And have a poke around there to see what's there. Right. You find the Tiger Lord Army. Really? <laughs> yep, they're in B3. Okay. Alright, in that case, instead of exploring B3, we leave again. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the, 
the hex is 12 square miles. The yeah. army is not even remotely one square mile. Yeah, but I'm still going to explore that hex with Bryn rather than with someone else. I don't agree with. However, um, what we will actually do is backtrace our steps and go explore um, D2. Yep. Which we didn't explore previously because it had an army in it. Yep. And you go up there and you find hills. Cool. And that's it. Uh, and some very dead chimeras. Yep. Ran very afoul of yeah, a thousand variants can't kill a few chimeras. There's something very wrong somewhere. Alright, um, yeah, and um, go with her. Given she has neither a magic horse nor a um, yeah, and obviously Spitlana will um. Get your expertise and procure herself a war horse. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, however, um, at 40 feet it is um, a day to explore a um, health yeah. hex. So and actually quite easily understands what the distinction is and why one costs 300 gold more than the other without moaning and bitching like calling them. <laughs> yes, I do miss the old fellow, but um, I don't see it as replacing him, but rather um, embarking on a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we will then um, ride west some more and explore um, B2. B2, where there is a thing. Ooh, a thing. Mm. Well, for thing this year. Okay, so this is also an area full of hills. This whole region seems to be dotted with them. Yep. Um, and, yeah, as you ride through it, you see something where there's there's no real effort to hide this whatsoever. Um, you see a bunch of scattered and overturned wagons. Um openly scattered as if they have been thrown around the place or deliberately laid around here. Uh, clearly it's not as if... And all from different places and that sort of thing. Um, and they are all scattered within several hundred metres of the entrance of a large cave in the hillside. Oh, uh, okay. You're seeing this from several hundred metres off. Yeah. But glancing at it, you can trivially see cave, big cave, bunch of wagons. Okay, I'm guessing there's something in that cave that beats up on wagons. And uh, Svetlana will actually roll her profession shop wife, merchant's wife. Wow, right off the bat, it's already coming in useful. I do not think that they would have all come through here. One or two wagons I could buy easily, but uh, many of the rest would have taken Drelev's roads. It would be far safer and far quicker of reaching a destination. I would guess that uh, they have been ambushed from elsewhere and dragged here. Spoils and prizes. I do not think that we will find the... These look like they are of different styles, all local river kingdoms, but I do not think we will find any merchants alive here. Nay, but it seems like we'll um, find in that cave as whoever took them. Yeah, and no effort to hide this whatsoever. They're yeah. sitting out blatantly in broad daylight. Oh, well... We'd um, best go take a look in that cave, I'm thinking. Right. What do we 
what do we do? Do we ride straight towards it shouting, or do we sneak up on it? Or Nay, um, sneaking up on it's a bit of it. I'm not as good at it as Bren. I'm not even remotely close to as good as it is Bren. What we want to do is um, tether the horses a bit further back so we can um, get to them if it turns out to be um, whatever's in there has turned out to be a bit much for us. Um, and then um, we'll go in as quietly as we can. Um, it'll be... Um, I know it's not um, exactly your area of expertise, but you've got the advantage of not being um, weighed down by all this stuff, so I wouldn't be surprised if you were quieter than me. But um, it may be that whoever is in that cave will hear us coming, but there's, we don't need to shout and announce ourselves precisely. Are we likely to be expecting combat with, these, with whatever creatures or brigands lie within? Seems very likely, I. I suppose then I should ask for strength. Spell, 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 spell. Yep. Sweet Lana casts five buff spells. She will start with false life. Yep. Um, and then flame arrow, then greater magic weapon. Sweet. Um, then she says, I can lend you, a, I can give you an arrow's flame if you desire, but uh, you may prefer to have Erastel's grace on something more, uh, more closer to man. She, can she make my greatsword flame? Yeah, uh, no, she can um, make your weapons greater magic. Sweet. To a limit of, like, four of them. Right. But she's not necessarily going to blow all her daily spells on this. Yeah, yeah, well, I, um... But if you want one of your weapons a, to become a plus three weapon, she can greater magic weapon it for you. Um, sounds great, um... Although Gatekeeper's already a plus two. Yeah, so it would lend it one, one hit, one damage. Well, that's hard to argue with. Yeah, I'll have Gatekeeper as a plus three. So she leans over the blade. She says, Eristel, give this man's weapon grace to help us defend our community. And you will actually see from her hand these glowing sort of translucent vines and thorns wrap around the blade and then disappear. And when you draw it, it just seems a little lighter, a little sharper, that sort of thing. Sweet. So, great magic weapon, great magic weapon, flame arrow false life. Uh, she's not going to cast resist energies in the absence of if, these, wag- if these wagons had been obviously burned or yeah, something yeah. in that neighbourhood. Uh, cast false life on herself. Which she can't do to you. Yep. Personal only, And gains 15 hit points. Sweet. Would you like a note paper to... Uh, yeah, because I'm going to need to do damage and... Yeah, I... Caitlin doesn't usually need more than a page. He has 126 hit points as of the last level. Yep. Spitlana now has 98. Yep. With but, false life on. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. You've certainly done a good job of making her um, a bit tougher. Alright. And then you endeavour to creep up towards this. Uh, and can I have a monster manual for this, please? You mean that whatever's in that cabin didn't just want to give those wagon drivers hugs? <laughs> well, yes, it's the hug monster. Uh, yes, we have a few of those in this house. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and then we have um, you start creeping towards the cave. Yes. And as you do so, can you give me first a listen check? 
shocking for the thing in there. 16 for Smetlana. Very nice. And 18 for Caitlin. And then a uh, move silent real quick. Yep. 12 for Smetlana. 15 for Caitlin. Let's see if they hear you. Thinking not, unless they have become extraordinarily smart. 10, so no. Okay, so as the two of you creep towards the cave, you are moving up on the mouth of it, and you can hear three, it must be said, very loud voices coming from within. They sound deep and booming, and but also vaguely childlike. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can hear, But Doug, that's mine. You don't want that. It's pointy and spiky and stabs in your hand. But I found it, and I had to pull it out of your hand. Erda, what do you think? I think we should stick it back in his hand again, and then give me the biggest share. Why is that? Well, I'm the biggest one. You're only two metres taller than I am. Hmm? Yeah, but that's bigger, isn't it? Yeah... But I'm fatter, so I eat more, so I'm bigger, so I deserve more of the loot. Doug, what do you think? Well, I've stuck it in my hand again. (laughs) And the conversation continues in this vein. Are these guys actually speaking till they? Uh, they are speaking... No, but Svetlana can understand what they're saying. So, sure. It is in giant. I thought it might be in giant. Svetlana speaks giant? Svetlana speaks giant. That's so great. I've never had someone who speaks giant before, except Tristram, presumably. Tristram speaks giant as well. Yeah, but very few people speak giant. Yeah, so as you're creeping up, she holds her hand up, listens to this. It sounds like the three of them are arguing. They're speaking in giant. I hear... Blah, 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 blah. I guess, I suspect they are giants. One of them is talking about being two meters taller than the other one. I, do you think they're children? Child giants? Uh, hard to say. Yeah. Oh, well, let's get a bit closer and see if we can see what they're up to. And they are inside the cave yammering about this. Yeah. You can go into them, you can make noises out here. No, I think um, we'll go in and have a look. Okay. In, in the absence of anything else changing, your stealth check's right. So you wander in, and you see they're definitely not children. All three of them have beards. Yeah. But they are big giants. This cave is enormous. It's 30 meters tall kind of thing, so they fit in with ease. Um, and there are three giants in here. Um, they are wielding, um, well, playing with rather than wielding really weird things that are clearly not designed for for giant hands. Um, they, except two two of them are holding these what look like vaguely clockwork devices, scepters or something in that neighborhood. Uh, the third one has one of them as well, but his is large size. And it looks almost like... Kaylin would have no conception of this, but it looks almost like an umbrella, except the end is made of what appear to be razors, and he stuck it in his hand, and is going, ooh. <laughs> like he's holding it in one hand and fiddling it and pushing buttons on it and stabbing him in the hand, and he's going, ooh. Uh, they are sitting in here. Um, there are 
there is a big pile of stuff in here, generically. Most of it looks like merchant trade goods and that sort of thing. Um, and it must be said, there are a bunch of bones in here as well. Uh, yeah. Human bones, presumably. And they are arguing amongst themselves. Whilst you wander up vaguely towards them, they have a small fire going in here, or only, only a fire pit, because it's the middle of the day at this stage. How close are they to each other? Uh, literally all standing around within three or, you know, ten, fifteen feet of each other, no that, problem. That was thoughtful. Yep. Um, lean over to Svetlana. I have this necklace in that makes fiery explosions. I understand you can do something similar. I'm wondering about if I drop one, you drop one close together as we can. I see where you're going with this. And I have no compunction about it. These creatures uh, have abducted and, I suspect, eaten a bundle of merchants and traders. Let us be done with them for the good of the kingdom. And she will quietly draw out her lesser rod of Maximize. Yep. And I will, um, Kaelin will quietly draw out um, one of his beads of beads of fi- take one of his beads of fire off his necklace. Um, you might not need to roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it's in my hand again. Well, stop pushing the buttons, you idiot. <gasps> but one of them made sparkly lights. Was that the one you pushed? No. <laughs> well, why don't you push that one then? Ow! <laughs> Alright, I will um choose the 46 fire damage bead. Yep. And um, heff it at, heff okay. it at the vicinity of, uh, and the kiln literally counts off three, two, one, heff. <laughs> and Svetlana pulls out her rod, channels her magic into it, and again there's that flickering shadow of what could be a large man in heavy armor made of wreathed in flame runs forward, strikes his greatsword against the ground, and goes boom. And the entire cabin erupts in a torrent of fire. All right, and they make a shitload of saves. Uh, reflex, which they're really, really good at, of course. Yep. Uh, what's your DC on this? Mine is fourteen. Yep. Oh, so I'll do all yours first. Yep. Okay. Uh, no, no, and. Uh, the smart one succeeds. Mm-hmm. Yep. So roll all your damage and I'll have it for a herder. Yep. Again, I can map this if you desire, but... Um, yeah, um, we'll see how we get on. Um, Alright, so that is um, a fairly meagre nine points of damage apiece. Nine, nine, four. Yep. Uh, I suspect the um, Svetlana's is... Because I didn't want to use the really big one. I suspect Svetlana's is going to be a bit more impressive. Well, hers is maximised. Because she's ah. using the rod of maximisation on it. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, fail, fail, and on 18, the third one succeeds at that. So that's better again. Uh, okay, so... 60 points, 60 points, and 30 points, respectively. <laughs> 10d6. Maximized. Wow. <laughs> That's why she carries a rod of maximization. Yeah. For fireballing. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
they're like, oh, I stuck my hand again. And then they sort of look up as they hear the slight whistles. And then, boom, boom. <laughs> as fire erupts over them and the three giants stagger up from their positions going, ah, oh, bloody hell, it burns. <laughs> you, you, Caelan can't understand this, but the context is pretty yeah, yeah, no, no. I think he grasped the general point. Um, I don't know if we want to map it out to um, in terms of just having like a, a little a little wee minis map with uh, some giants on it. Or let's, do you think... let's roll for initiative first. Okay. Because <laughs> if Sweetlana wins initiative, she's going to maximize fireball them again. Ah, uh, so... yes, <laughs> that may resolve the problem. And oh god, is she going to? Okay, so she beats them. Automatically, regardless of what she rolls. They're on, they're on, yeah. Uh, they're on three. Yeah. She's on twenty-four. Uh, and Kaelin rolled poorly, but beats them as well on a five. Okay. So Svetlana immediately follows with, with giants. You have killed even. Uh, actually, there's no reason she wouldn't do this beforehand, and she actually can. Uh, so we'll retcon back slightly. Yeah. Where you're going, you know, are they children? You know, what should we do about them? Because you're just squatting in the shadows, watching them for several seconds. Her eyes narrow as she looks at them. It, it is something about them. I have heard it since Neska came, and I see it. I, I hear it when I think hard enough and focus on people. Do you remember? You have spoken about your experiences in the trial grounds, what the Black Sisters could do, the dark whispers you heard of others. Hell makes a face. Aye, it's a nasty thing. There are a few people around whom I can hear the whispers around them, but it is not my dark thoughts, it is their dark thoughts. I do not make out what they are, I merely hear the whispers and it feels unclean, the evil thoughts within them whispering and chattering amongst themselves. Uh, I, I, I've heard of that um, Paladins can do such. I have spoke to, I spoke to Sir Frederick March about this. He says it is a gift given to the Paladins chosen, to the Paladins chosen of any deity, that he himself sees a dimming of light around them as if they are standing in a great shadow. Uh, but he says it is different for everyone. I hear dark whispers and I hear it around all three of these. Well, that's good to know, Lass. Very helpful ability. So she's got no compunctions about um, booting the crap out of them without offering them a fair fight. Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm very content with that. She stands up and she's, she says, Giants, marauders, you have taken too many lives of innocent merchants today. Justice has found you. Finally, you're going to fight something stronger than yourself. You will not survive this. Boom! Back to my fireball again. Yep. Is actually running through a third little spells here. Yeah, but um, uh, fail, fail, fail. Oh dear. Uh, Erna appears to still be up. Fissile and Dag, the fireball explodes over them. They hit the ground. Yep. Kill and stares Gabecord for only a second. Well, you just dealt them 129 points of damage <laughs> yeah. in, in a round and a half. So. Yeah. Before um, he um, draws his magically enhanced great sword and charges Erna, <laughs> um, and I don't imagine I need to literally charge. Her. Uh, no, I probably do yeah, you actually. Do, yeah, you're a little bit back down. Yeah, so I literally charge her, and I will move into melee and take a swing at Erna. She's the surviving giant. Yeah, yep. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes. Um, all right, and um, that's a twenty-seven to hit. Uh, yep, easily. Yep. That would be, say, a bad day. Does she have any? Does he have any immunities to acid? Nope. Okay, then it's 24 points of damage. And as he also lacks immunities to death, <laughs> you run in, hack him in the kneecap, and he staggers, falls down to your level, you hack him in the throat, and down he goes. <laughs> All gone. Okay. Three dead hill giants. <laughs> and, um, kill me. They were much be- the, the book openly says they're much better at routing defenseless settlers and traitors than, yeah. than hardcore adventurers. Yeah, yeah, but still... I can't help but feel that the that Kaelman was that I brought to Atlanta. Kaelman will clean off his uh, clean off gatekeeper on one of the giants' clothes. Bloody hell, lass! It's just like the troll all over again. Is, what, do I, what am I even here for? Is is that how it is supposed to work? Well, we find monsters who are preying on the innocent and then end them. I, I, it's just, uh, you know, generally speaking, I do a bit more stabbing as opposed to just standing there while someone incinerates them. <laughs> that was amazing. And Kevin will come over and clap her on the back very lightly because he's yeah. accustomed to calibrating these things. Yeah, and she actually isn't in heavy armor and all the rest of it. It's magic force shielding. <laughs> I um. I um, figured you'd do fine, but I wasn't expecting to be outclassed to quite that extent. There is, they were all standing together in a nice little cluster. It was very thoughtful of them. And in all fairness, you know, it's a dangerous world out there, and they did their bit to make it more dangerous. They should have um, been paying a bit more attention to what was to their environment. But still. All right. Well, I can't say we're hurt at all, so now we go through their stuff. Uh, can you give me a quick uh, wisdom check as well? We'll look here. Oh, yes. Oh, well, that was mega sixteen. You do not observe a relatively minor detail. Okay. Continue with your life. Does with Lana or is it okay? It's about right? her. Ah, right. Okay. Never mind. Okay. So you. You've got three dead giants in here. Yep. I'm you're poking around. Yes, we loot their stuff. Okay. So, um, first of all, uh, they have a significant number of tools and lumber and what you would recognize as um, mortar mechs and this sort of thing. Um, all of it obviously pitched from trade caravans and that kind of thing. It's all human humanoid-sized. Um, this might be worth a, a this might be worth a couple of hundred gold to you personally if you hauled it all back and uh, you know traded it at length. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, if you got this to the people who need them, you sort of recognise as king. These are building materials as well. It's literally a treasure and build points. Excellent. I will take it extremely gladly, particularly considering the kingdom's um, not having a great month. So, yes. So, if you have some method of hauling this stuff back again, either now or later, which is pretty easy, you could send people out for it now that you've eaten the giants. Yeah. Or you could actually um, 
fix up one of the wagons because you've got horses and tow it all back again. Yeah, I think we will we will take the time to tow it back, but yes. Yeah. Uh, so you have three build points worth of stuff here. Cool. Uh, on top of that, in terms of actual cash money, the giants have a thousand and forty gold mm-hmm. in assorted coinage and nominations of kingdoms and things. Just a sec, I need to run... Just noting down the... Trying to track down my person. Tristan has shown me this trick. It's a matter of just looking for the orders they give off. Detect magic. Yes. now successfully solved the rumour that you received several months ago that you doubtlessly remember uh, giants have been spotted to the north with um, strange weaponry with them. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, giants in fourth of, north of Fort Drelev with weird weapons. The first rumour I got. Yep. Yes. Yep, I, I totally remembered that. Poor hill giants, you were an insufficient challenge. <laughs> Took 12 little characters. <laughs> I still think it's kind of the one 12th level character. You, you might have actually had more of a fight if you hadn't snuck up on them and then won initiative and maximised five of them twice. Yes, quite. On the other hand, that's why she's got improved initiative. So. Yes, so um, that is... Um, uh, one thousand. One thousand and forty gold. One thousand and forty gold. Yep. Sort of coinage. Um, some stuff that you wouldn't consider worth hauling. A spyglass, which is worth a thousand gold. Nice. Um, and what appears to be a metal beetle on a chain that is magical. Uh, on top of that, you have these three weird weapons, um, which. As soon as the giant holding it dies, the one that he's holding shrinks back to sized appropriate. Shrinks back to normal size. When you pick it up, it fits your hand well and all the rest of it. Okay, so Spirit it's Lion a magic. tells you one of them is magical, the other two are not. Yeah. They are all the same. They are all different from each other, but they are all clearly the same design and same sort of weapon in the same way if you had three great swords from different manufacturers or makers or whatever. And they appear to be something... Of about the size of a light mace you could probably use it like that but they have a bunch of buttons on them that depends how much Kaelin wants to play with this or not yeah I think Kaelin will have a fiddle with the thing okay give me a like check uh 12 okay so when you fiddle with the buttons you, it takes a while to figure out vaguely what they do and you're not sure you understand the workings of this it's clearly some sort of clockwork device um, and it's a rod that appears to have a bunch of like razor sharp bits on the end when you push the button the mace opens up like an umbrella turns into razors there are other bits you can push that make it whir and spin round like the penguin's umbrella kind of thing how bizarre uh, and it produces lights and some odd noises and you don't know what this button does but it makes your hand cold every time you push it kind of thing yeah 
Uh, one of them is magical, one of them is not. Uh, the other two are not. And Kaelin can swing them round alright, but to actually use them as weapons, you'd really have to sit down and train with them. They're clearly exotic, exotic weapons. weapons. yeah. But I will take all three of them, because they don't exactly seem in the common way. And you actually have um, useful knowledge of this, don't you? Engineering? Yes, I have. Give me a knowledge engineering check. Large amounts of knowledge engineering. Now I roll well, not on the interesting wisdom check for Svetlana. No, no, 35. Okay, so you really, once you had a poke at these, you actually think you could operate them, because you could literally respect your fighter feet into exotic weapon proficiency razor rod if, if you were so inclined. Yeah. Um, but you have no doubt where these have come from. These are Pytaxian. Yeah, I figured they must be. Um, moreover, when you look at it, you'd guess that all three are, um, made by the same master craftsman, but at different points, it's clearly version one, version two, version three. The magic one is is significantly improved just in little things, weight, functionality, ease of the buttons, that sort of thing, compared to the previous two. Mm. And what it really puts you in mind of is Irovetti's golems. Same, yep. same maker, who you assume is the Clockwork King himself, but have still not confirmed that. Yes. Mm. Mm. Svetlana will sort of pick them up, give them a whirl, put buttons and that is very strange. <laughs> Do you think they... I can't imagine that the Clockwork King would give them to giants like this. I imagine they took them from a Pytaxian wagon. Aye, but it must have been quite some wagon to have these kind of things on board. Yeah, I mean, Nothing uh, out there is spectacularly fancy. Uh, on the other hand, sending out a spectacularly fancy wagon is like putting a big sign on it. Yes. I mean, the um, although maybe this kind of thing is more common in Pytax than it would be here, but it certainly seems like very... Fa- I mean, obviously, um, wagon folks, if they've got any sense, will have, you know, crossbows and um, maybe some spears and the like to defend themselves, but... Um, I'm not Corwin, but I have some idea of the... Um, I have some idea of the, the trade coming out of Pytax. These, would, these are not commonly traded weapons. I wonder if... Uh, mm, I wonder if we looked hard enough if we would find any of Iravetti's golem guards amongst the bones and corpses. They would not have eaten them, but they could have been smashed. Nay, that could be. Um, as, at the mention of Corwin, um, Kellen's brain flashes back to the um, um, last month's council turn and remembers, of course, that um, we don't have a treasurer. Of course. Which, you know, we naturally dealt with at the time. Of course. Um, I'm very happy with our new treasurer, Mr. X. (laughs) So could we um, take a moment and retcon this? (laughs) Because, among other things, you may want to um, reassign Svetlana to her position as Grand Diplomat. I do indeed. Um, So, Aristos. Okay, uh... Alright, so, for starters, I pick up a point of unrest for changing the council round. Yep. Um, and then I will retcon in what I did with the treasure. I was planning to do it, I just 
there were, there were so many things to remember. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm also looking at the treasure sheet, remembering that I haven't divided um, a Marg's huge pile of stuff. Although, yep. you know, I can do that later. Um, and you also wanted to legend law Quintessa Moray. Yes, um, I was going to. Um, I was going to mention that when we'd finished the giant fight because yep. I remembered that in the middle of the giant fight as well. I will have asked Tristram before I leave to do a legend if he could ask the wind and the sky what they know about Quintessa Moray. Yep, yep. Okay, so... So I was very impressed by your choice of treasure, but all that fire treasure has... all that fire has knocked it out of my head. Uh, Who did we pick again? Uh, that is the question. Um... So, um, I will have a retcon conversation with Michaela. You have me. Um, so, we need to pick a new treasurer. Um, our options, the options I've, um, thinking of are to, um, see if Christopher Rossi's interested in the position as a permanent thing, or else to hold it open for, um, someone who may come along, um, when we take Fort Drelev. It would be good to have a political sop for whoever does not um, take position of Viceroy. At which point I was um, thinking we could either um, ask Cassandra to stay on as diplomat and Svetlana to take treasurer for the time being, or we could um, ask Le- young Leon how he'd feel about um, looking after the treasury desk in the, in the short term. Both ideas make a lot of sense. Well, I think, um, given my druthers, I'd rather um, give Leon a go. And um, if he does well, I'm thinking we can offer him the post of assistant, the treasurer for the time being, and assistant treasurer part time. I think he's ready to do a bit more with his days than um, running around the castle helping out and running my errands and the like. Certainly. Okay, so you have no difficulty. Um getting Cassandra Nemesti out of the position of Grand Diplomat um, it, it, she's she you know wants to be reassured that she's done a good job and everything's okay but she always understood it to be temporary and honestly you know you don't get any impression that she liked the work the uh, you can actually give me a quick sense motive check here if you desire yes absolutely uh, that's a 16 okay so the, the impression you take away from her is that what she mostly did as a diplomat was went to society parties and talked to the right people and all that sort of thing. And she's more or less just going to keep doing that anyway, just without the pressure of having to actually accomplish something specific in the process. Yeah. So from her point of view, all she's losing is a headache because all her financial needs are taken care of by other people anyway, so she doesn't need the job. Yeah. And she gets to hang out and hobnob with people anyway, so she doesn't need the job for that advantage either. Yes. So she she will make no no fuss or reaction whatsoever about stepping aside for Svetlana to move back in. Sweet. And um, how does um, Leon feel about um, taking on the role temporarily? Oh, uh, yes, my lord. Um, if if you're sure I'm ready for it, uh, of course, I'd, I'd be happy to at least for the moment. And um, I was thinking. Um, this would be as a as a temporary thing, like. But I was thinking, um, when if we do when we do pick up a permanent treasurer, I was thinking, um, you would could take on a um post as his assistant. Um, it'd be a bit more responsibility for you, but it seems you've been doing a um good job helping out around the castle and the like, and 
I'm thinking you're getting older now, maybe ready for a bit more responsibility. I, I, I understand, Lord. That would be that would be fantastic. I'll, I'll do whatever I can. Excellent. Okay. And when he gets into it, like, he's not stunningly competent or anything. You yeah. know, Corwin juggled the books. He, he certainly didn't do it quietly. He complained frequently about everyone was spending, what people were fr- foolishly spending on this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Leon is much more quiet and much, much less objectionable. Yeah. But doesn't carry all the books as well. Uh, he adds a plus one modifier to your treasury reading. Yep, so that is quite the drop, but, you know, Corwin was ridiculously good at treasuring, yes. and it was always going to be a... Yeah, um, like he was a 12th level cleric. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, what does Svetlana bring to the table as Grand Diplomat at the current time? Uh, it is currently a 3. Yep, because I believe it used to be a 2, but... Yep. Um, but her stats have gone up from yes. becoming an adventurer. So our economy drops, um, but fortunately, because we already failed the economy check, yeah. neither the extra point of the arrest nor the yeah, fact yeah, that our economy is lower. Try work it out in retrospect, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, so we got lucky there, but I am sorry about being so dim-witted about it. It's not a problem, yeah. If you want a counsellor, there's always Archibald and a dance. Once he's done with this one little thing he's doing in Corvosa. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, he's a nice guy, but I'm, I'm probably pretty good in that regard. Yes, among other things, your treasurer is the role other than king that you desperately need because it's the only other one with a vacancy penalty without it, you can't collect taxes. Yeah, yeah, so I am, absolutely. Yeah, so I wouldn't have just kind of gone la la la, I don't care about taxes. Yes, you're actually better to have a monkey with, um, with, with negative attributes. Who makes your economy worse? Yeah, but still the, enables you to collect taxes. Yeah, than no one at all. So yes, ninety-one. The um, the stability goes up by two. The loyalty drops by three. The economy drops by three, which means the um, economy's in a bit of a bad way. Mm-hmm. But um, but three bill points. Yes, but three bill points will certainly help, and um, it certainly makes good sense given the circumstances. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes, Leon was doing a fine job as treasurer. Yes. Which I think we should we should give him this silver plated merchant scale that is here in this treasure hall as a as a little present. A thank you. Ah, uh, seems appropriate. And yes, Swetlana and I are in a troll loot the troll there. Yep. And we'll then um of the things we can carry, and we'll then fix up one of the wagons and take the bill and take the supplies back to civilization. Or yep. So, if you do not desire to go back yet, you can always trivially just park a wagon load of goods inside this cave. Yeah. Self-evidently, nothing is coming here. Cool. Yes, then we will probably go with that and tow it back on our return. Um, among other things, Kaelin would almost certainly want to spend the better part of a day here burying the bodies of these dead people. Absolutely. It, it literally doesn't occur to Svetlana at all, until you because it's just so far outside of her experience, until you bring it up and she says, oh... Uh, yes, I, I suppose we, we really should uh, give them the best rest that we can. How do we... What do we do? Uh, it's alright, Lass. I've had plenty of practice. And um, uh, Kale will remove his shovel. We'll um, dig a mace grave for them not in here. I'm thinking maybe out by the... Uh, around the back by the mouth of the cave. Um, oh, um, I'll um, put up a little little headstone type thing. It's... Um, 
not going to be much less because we don't um, we don't even know how many of them there were. But um, it um, but it's better than the bones resting in this cave. Aye, and um, you know, nicer for folks who um, might want to come in and use this cave for something. Once it's one day, hopefully, part of the kingdom, we might have a mine here or something. Corn was always very hot on it, so I've um, come round on it as a um, way of doing things. And so she will help you out uh, as best she can in digging a mass grave. She's perfectly prepared to throw in. She's just nowhere near as fast or as strong as you. Yeah. But she doesn't stop. Yeah. You know? And she gets to the end and sort of goes... <sighs> you know, slicks back the hair and the sweat and that sort of thing. No wonder Van always found being a, being a king so challenging. Having to be able to do all of this and run a kingdom. I don't know how you both keep it all in your heads. <laughs> You're um, doing perfectly fine, lass. You've got to bear in mind it's not everyone who can um, slay three... Um, slay three... Um, Three giants in, uh, in ten seconds flat. That's a very important, very important skill. I was, for whatever reason, born to the blood. But as with everything else, I made the best of the opportunity. Absolutely. And what it, we've got to remember, whatever else happens, folks will be safer taking wagons through these parts. I can't say safe, not with all the giants there are in um Fort Drelov's area, but uh, safer at least. He's not openly persecuting merchants as yet. Yeah, you're you're no tracker, so you can't follow like wagon tracks or giant tracks or anything. But the best guesstimate you and Svetlana can put is that these giants roam around a bit, find wagons, kill the people, drag them all back here, and then decorate the outside of the cave with wagons. Yeah. So where in that hex is the giant's cave? Uh, east of center. East of center. Okay. All right. Giant battle. All right, and we explore the hex. Yes, you do. Cool. And um, we press on into one. A2? Yep. At this point I'm just doing random exploration and want to stop at the next thing. I figured we'll find something that's going to be a big stopper. Yeah. Uh, So in A2 you find it is hilly. Yep. Uh, There is actually a thing here, albeit a relatively quick one. Yep. Um, So you find up on one of the sides of one of the sloped hills um, there is a set of wooden frames opening up into the hill. Uh, you have seen exactly this sort of thing before. It's the entrance to a mine. Ooh. Uh, and there is a sign outside um, that says Silver Hope Mine. Um, erect, you know, uh, this this monument to the, this this glorious um, this glorious mine founded by King Hannes Drelev in around four four odd years ago. Um, you know, we'll flow silver into our coffers and blah blah blah. It's got another one of those lengthy placards yeah. waffling on about how great Drelev is. It's pretty hard to read because somebody's come along after the fact and painted black, just basic black paint all over it, has crossed out some of the words, and what it now reads instead is hopeless mine instead of silver hope mine. Yeah. 
Um, three men died here for Dre Lives. Gr- three good men hit dry- drowned here for Dre Lives greed. <laughs> and when you actually go into it, you walk into the main entrance a little bit. There's a couple of old rusted picks and mine tracks around. It's pretty clearly inactive. And as soon as the tunnel starts to slope at all, it's full of water. Yep. And as nobody here has proficient minor... No, tragically Corwin would have been able to tell us all about this. That is about the most you can make out from it. You know, yeah. you could theoretically go deep diving in the water with enough water breathing and that sort of thing. Yeah, again, but, Corwin would have been very useful there. Yeah. So you find a flooded mine northwest of centre. And yeah, it, it's it's abandoned. It looks like it's been abandoned for some time. And Kaylin has no idea whether it would be feasible to reopen, reopen it, it or yep. not. But we can, um, you know, we do have people who are yes. expert miners in our kingdom. Yes. We can look into that at a later stage. Alright, and we will head down to A3. Hills. Okay. You explore them. Uh, there's nothing else there? Nope. Okay, that's alright, we've just had a couple of more interesting ones. Um, and then A4. Uh, thing, hills again. Yep. Um, is, uh, <laughs> uh, well, you're not going to find that one, I would imagine. Uh, you can both give me search checks. That's a uh, yeah. since motive's pretty good. Uh, that's a seven. Yeah. So if there is anything in this hex, it is not very obvious. Yeah. So we explore it. You explore it. Yep. So I hate it when we don't find things. Yeah. It's not very exciting. Okay. And because um, the last time it was a cyclopean ruin, would be badass. And, um, yeah, this time it's a decaying corpse. Okay, that's alright then. Plenty of those. And then we head on down to A5. Uh, this one is plains. Grassland. Ah, grassland. There's certainly not a tremendous amount of that out here. And it is unobjectionable. Okay. Alright. Um, we trek down through... Um, sharp Tooth Lair. Uh, oh, uh, sharp, uh, Spear Tooth Lair. Yep. And um, head into A7. Which is planes. Cool. Objectionable planes. Alright. And then um, we'll press across into B7. Into B7? Yep. Is planes. Unobjectionable planes. And. Uh, yep, that's, that's what you find there. Cool. Um. We'll head down into A8. A8. Planes. Okay. And although Kalen cannot follow them, he can make out pretty easily. There's a lot of trampled ground around here. And when you go down to the ground, uh, can you give me a survival check? Svetlana will make a pretty good effort at assisting you on. That's nice. And so she actually assists Yes, me? yes she does. Cool. Um, that's 24 then. Um, in fact, both of you yeah, both of you would get this pretty easily. 
The ground is very trampled here. Does it mean there are things living here, running around? I suppose it must look. They look like. And the two of you look up at each other. Hoof prints. Ooh! Like there's a herd of horses running around in this hex somewhere. Excellent. Alright. We will poke around the hex looking for the horses. Yep. Uh, you poke around the hex looking for the horses, and indeed you crest over one of the hills on your two horses, and you find a large um, group of. This is probably about 40 wild, well, presumably wild horses, great, just grazing on the grasslands down there. Sweet! At the bottom of the hill. Excellent. What's your master plan there? Um, I think we want to, um, with Svetlana's, uh, Svetlana and I both having a moderate amount of handle animal, yep. uh, even absent Bruno, I think we would like to try and catch one of these horses. Yep. And um, I think that is, while we could potentially just do that, I think given it's getting on for 10.20, it's probably time to leave it there. Uh, no, no, I'm no. good. Okay. Continue with about your life. Help, tell me what your intention is here. You're going to basically, you know, handle animal, walk soothingly towards the horses, pet them, grab at a random... That's the idea. We'll probably do some prep work. Like, Kaelin would probably want to rig up some of their rope, some of our rope supply into, like, lassoes. Yeah. And obtain, like, some horsey treats. You know, like, get some dried grass and maybe some, a bit of... I, I think Kaelin will probably, as a man who has horses, a bit of sugar in the life. Yep. Okay, so this will be a handle animal check. Uh, is yours better than Svetlana's? I've got eight. Thirteen. Yeah, okay, She. I'll, I'll let her take the lead. Yeah, when you start playing this, it's obvious she knows a good bit about horses. Yeah, Kaelin definitely shows signs of the map. His horses come pre-trained. Yeah. He's um, not had a lot to do with the wild variety. She goes through a pack, she says, well, take out carrots, sugar cubes, that sort of thing. You know, approach them... Slowly, carefully, see if we can get one to move in close, then lasso it and break it in. Yes. Alright, and the two of you go forward, and can you give me an assist handle animal check? Yep. Because you can't actually fail that. Uh, I succeed. Okay, so that is effectively 12 on her dice. Is 25 on a handle animal check. So, as far as you are both concerned, you are doing all the right things. Yeah. You approach the horses, you approach the herd slowly and gently looking for one of the outliers. Um, given that you're looking for a horse for a girl, you probably want... Uh, one of the moderate-sized, yeah. po- smaller pony type Yeah, like things. sort of a younger mare type yeah. thing, as opposed to the big stallion. Yeah, yeah. You know, you approach it carefully, you know, the horse sort of wickers, you know, looks up at you, its big nostrils flare, and it smells the sugar, and it starts moving closer to you. Um... And then there are a bunch of whinnying noises, and the entire herd arch sharp left and runs away from you. And you and Svetlana look at each other, but, but you know, that was exactly what you should be doing yeah. to, to lure a horse. And the mare is indeed coming towards you, and then it suddenly pulls back, rears away before it gets within about two minutes of you, and goes dig, 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 and runs away. Um, and the herd moves off moves into a defensive sort of circle and watches you and you look at Svetlana and go, you know, what what did we do wrong? That seemed to work. There's something strange about these horses. And two of you look into the herd and 
that one in particular, the much bigger, much stronger looking stallion, is watching you with very intelligent looking eyes and is making wickering and mumbling noises, you know, the brrrr type things. It's talking to the other horses and it's giving them instructions to stay away and form into a defensive circle and things. Something is going on here with this smarter than the average horse. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. I know what I can do about this. For this, I need a different party member. I need the party member who can talk to animals. Indeed. But yes, their their behaviour... The behaviour of all the horses... What you pick up from your handle animals, the behaviour of all the horses in the herd seems normal for wild horses. But that one... Yeah. ...is clearly the big stallion, clearly the leader of the herd, and is clearly telling them in horse some equivalent of get away from them trying to trick you. Yeah. That sugar is not good sugar. Don't yep. take don't yep. take candy from half. Yeah, what have we told you about taking candy from half? <laughs> and so yes, you find the herd of wild horses. They are in southwest of center. If you are interested. Yep, I will put that specifically on there then. Um, and the um, she wanted a specific horse um, that was the really cool one, or another horse from that thing. I bet the re- the really cool horse she wanted is that big stallion. Genevieve, uh, Genevieve Hanvaki. I want it, I want it, Daddy, I want it. Um, she wanted, she just wanted one of the, one of the herd. Yeah. These horses all look good, fit, strong, and you and Spitlana would both easily recognise their high quality stock. Yeah. They're not necessarily going to do anything substantively different to a regular horse, but they are, um... Quite, quite quality stock. Yeah. And what she wants is, you know, she doesn't seem to understand the distinction between a pony, a mare, a stallion, and all that sort of thing. She said she wants a pony. These are not ponies, these are horses. But yeah. these are clearly what she wanted. Yeah. She wants a fancy one because it's fancy. So this yeah. is definitely the herd she's looking for. Yeah. But how will you obtain a horse? Mm-hmm. Will you be outsmarted by another horse? <laughs> dun, dun, dun.